This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hey guys, welcome to the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. Uh, real real quick shout out to everybody that joined our Patreon. Uh, we had a surge of new, I don't want to call them subscribers, like we need a better um description for that like uh gang members yeah we're a gang <laughs> gang gang <laughs> gang gang uh shout out to keaton Rhodes, uh big listener and he got in our working class bow hunters group and basically was like hey join patreon why the hell not you can join for a dollar you can join for five or ten whatever you want so that was pretty cool and thank you guys for joining um huge shout out we have some exciting stuff that's coming to the top tier there probably you'll know about it in a couple episodes here we'll say that i can't say too much there's contracts and and shit involved uh the podcast is presented by elite archery by the way it's me and austin doing ads today what's up uh this is exciting elite archery's flagship bow just launched today and that is the envision the elite envision and we're looking let's go through some specs here yeah i'm digging the stats what is it 31 31 axle to axle um, about just shy of seven inch brace height, which I like, um, weighs just under four and a half pounds, 23 and a half to 30 and a half draw length, um, standard peak, peak weights, 40 to 75, let off 70 to 90 IBO 334, uh, right or left-handed. And some of the new colors are, I like a lot. Of course, I didn't look through the colors. What do we got there? We got Ninja black, Sienna Brown. Is that the same brown that they've been using? No, this is more like a... It's almost like a tan. Yeah, but they have this. They have, they, mountain, have the, they have mountain tan. Mountain tan, I'm a fan of. I like that. I mean, I like them all. But I'm thinking, I'm like, man, what what color would I shoot? I like that, that tan. That mountain tan is a real nice. Um, yeah, imagine enhanced shooting experience that increase, uh, increases your accuracy, confidence, stealth, like never before, and vision, shootability, of course, the elite's known for the shootability. They have the outdoor green, uh, real tree escape, real tree edge, and Kuyu and ninja black, like we covered. But pretty cool, pretty exciting. Um, and then also the terrain and the basin 
Um, there's a basin ready to shoot package. Uh, the basin, I believe, uh, is the terrain the mid price bow? Am I right on that? Yeah, I, I believe so. This is uh, starting at six ninety nine MSRP. Uh, thirty two and a half axle to axle, seven inch brace height. Uh, peak weights forty five to sixty, fifty five to seventy, eighty five percent let off, three twenty five feet per second IBO. Um, only available in right handed. Um, but it comes in ninja black, mountain tan, sienna brown, and outdoor green. That mid, this is a. I like the stats on this a lot. It's a good looking bow too. Sharp. The mid price bow, I think, is a good move. You know what I mean? Yeah, it does look nice. And then the we're gonna have to get our hands on some of those at ATA and fling some arrows. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Well, they're not going to ATA. Oh, that's right. They're not going to ATA. Um, and then the basin, uh, starting at five ninety nine. 32 axle to axle, um, 20 to 70 peak weight. That's that's cool. 599. That's a pretty awesome. Yeah, that's a good deal for a new bow. Anyway, exciting stuff from Elite Archery. And if you order on EliteArchery.com, use code WCB, you can have one of these new elites shipped to a local dealer and everybody wins. So pretty cool. Elite Archery, man, is exciting. I, I always a lot of guys hate on the internet when the new bows come out. And I get it a little bit. I understand, like, oh, it's expensive and a new bow every year. And I get that. But it's also, if you like archery and like the equipment and stuff, it's fun. Right. It's exciting. And we like the people at Elite, of course. They support us. So it's pretty awesome. Willy-nilly. Here we go. On to the next one. Big time. I'm excited. Going into 22 with Big Time still as a partner. That's exciting. We have a great working relationship with them. Um, and they make great food plot seed. Uh, we don't get to, Austin and I don't get to use a supplemental feed and, and some of the other goodies, but we do get to benefit from the food plot seed. Yeah, it's getting to be that time of year when it's just starting to, like all your hard work's about ready to pay off. It's getting close to December and all those big boys are kind of starting to transition over to the green and I'm build starting that to energy s- back a little yeah, bit. I'm starting to see quite a few bucks on my green plots. So Yeah, and I don't think that I hit too heavily that i killed my buck this year on october 21st in buck brunch that's awesome so i don't know if i mentioned that i think we might have because judd said he killed his in buck brunch as well the same day which is i wonder if there's something to that we didn't really touch on that too much but um i think judd shot his first or i don't know i don't know it was real close but big time uh wcb 2021 discount code for them also spy point trail cameras um a lot of guys are asking which trail cams we are running and we've talked about the cell link of course um i have a link s dark um i have two link micros that work fantastic link micro lte twin pack uh right now oh, that's that what one. i've got the twin pack yep that's how i got mine too 179.99 yep. uh one link micro lte is uh 119.99 um cell links we work, they work great for us those are 59.99 um at spypoint.com and good batteries, good service. Make sure firmware is updated. Um, and if you're going to hook that to a camera, make sure you have it set up so the SD card on the cable doesn't pull out of the SD card slot. You should be set to go. Um, so thankful for Spy Points partnership. Rogue Ridge, man, I got to be honest, I haven't hunted without my bike this year. I hunt, every time I've hunted, I've been on my bike. That's impressive. Legit. Like up until the end of November, every time I've hunted, I've had my bike with me. I'm not bullshitting you. I swear <laughs> it's uh, I didn't understand the importance of one until I used one. Um, and I have the RM 750 
Eric has the turkey hunting e-bike, the RF750, which is funny because Eric hates turkeys. Um, <laughs> but it was also more convenient for him at the time because when he had Helen, his uh, SUV, the Isuzu Rodeo, um, it, this bike folds. So nice. it's pretty awesome. Um, Scent Crusher, man, I, you know, we talked about Scent Crusher a lot. The roller bag, the gear bag, the, the room clean, all that stuff plays a big role in eliminating scent. A lot of controversy on uh, ozone. People say hunt the wind. I say, yeah, cool. I do that. But when you have a marginal wind that you might need to get in and kill a big buck on a wind that works for him or the, what we call a whiskey wind, you might need, it might just be the one thing that gives you that little extra edge. We are not claiming that it's uh, some magic, you know, I mean, but I'd rather have it than not have it. Oh, for sure. So, and it's nice to not have to wash your clothes five times a season. Take that, run a cycle, then you don't have to wash your clothes like every other week, like I do. I haven't washed my clothes all year. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I haven't. Ozone. I haven't just been ozone in it. So, what's up? Sorry. I mean, I, I, I don't stink. I don't feel like I don't feel the need to wash That's it. It's a good thing about it, man. Makes your clothes last longer. <laughs> um, old barn taxidermy. Um, we are a drop off location. We're going to set up a little better so the studio um, can be a better drop off location for old barn taxidermy. But if you are, this is probably the point where a lot of you guys have deer and you're deciding where to take them. Um, old barn taxidermy, Fort Madison, Iowa. They also have a Colorado location. Um, get on their Facebook. If you go to Old Barn Taxidermy, tell them you're a listener working class bow hunter. They will enter you in a drawing for a free mount, which is pretty freaking cool. I've got to give a shout out to Old Barn real quick. So I had a client. He shot a massive buck mm -hmm. and didn't know what to do with it. He right, he didn't want to quarter it and take it home. Yeah. Uh, wanted to know where to get it mounted. I said, let's go over here. It's a one-stop shop. So he grabbed, he brought a cooler with him. Mm -hmm. We brought the buck over there. So he's going to get the head mounted at Old Barn. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to process the meat and package it in that cooler and ship it to him. Oh, and the cooler you For brought. an out-of-state hunter. So if you're in Illinois, Iowa, and you're an out-of-state hunter, they'll do that for you. Something they're going to do, um, this relates to this podcast, Devin killed his buck. I have the buck in my freezer. Old Barnes can come get it, cape it out, do the th things they need to do. Then uh, they're going to uh, get the, the hide ready because they're a tannery, and then they're going to mail it to Devin's taxidermist, once everything's taken care of and clean and legal and all that stuff, mail it to Devin's taxidermist in Utah so he can mount it so Devin doesn't have to pay shipping Very for nice. an entire shoulder mount. Pretty That's freaking awesome. cool. They're good to work with. They're accommodating. Yep. Uh, Old Barn Taxidermy. Love them, guys. Love them, love them, love them. And if you are subscribed to the Hunter's Box Club, there's some Old Barn stuff coming your way. Uh, I sh maybe I'm not allowed to say that, but I did. Um, <laughs> Novix Tree Stands Code Working Class 21. The Hilo hang on, the Echo hang on, um, I think probably going to take over the game and hang on tree stands, uh, mostly because of the quality, American-made. Uh, they provide veteran discounts, and uh, they're good people. Good people, and good stand. That goes a long way with us, especially after some of our past experiences. Um, Loophold Optics, dude, I'm telling you, I love Loophold. Um, from the performance eyewear to the binos to the range finders. We don't mess around too much with the scopes. We have them, um, but we don't, you know, we don't gun hunt a lot. Um, but the, the performance eyewear is the shit. I absolutely love it. It's the only pairs of glass sunglasses that I've ever had that haven't just been destroyed because I actually care about them. Yep. So it's like I always put them away in the right spot and like and very conscious if it's on my hat and I don't want to drop them. Um, but <laughs> anyway, uh, BX5, BX4s. That's what we're running for binos. 12 by 50s, 10 by 42s. Um, awesome glass. The RX4 uh, full draw range finder. 
Um, just it's good stuff, good quality stuff. You feel good when you have it. You, it feels quality. Um, it's an investment that really lasts you for as long as you need to have it. Yep. You use it every day when you're in the woods. I mean, when you're going to, you're going to use a product that much, it's in your favor to go and get the best that you can get. Absolutely. In, in my opinion. Absolutely. Those, those Santium BX5s are money. <sighs> They're the shit. Yep. It's, I don't know how much better it gets than that. Pretty awesome. All right. Well, Doug is coming in here. He's literally on his way. We're going to get a veteran shout out rocking and then we will get to the podcast. Thank you so much for the support and tuning in and back in what we do and hope you enjoy this episode. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Devin's a riot as you'll see. Hey guys, uh, this uh, veteran shout outs brought to you by Operation HHA USA. This Operation HHA is brought to you by Veteran Shout Out. Yeah, it's a good start. <laughs> Here we go. This is a long one. So, uh, the shout out was submitted by Cody Stanford. What's up, the, Cody? And the veteran is Matt Lott. Hey, Matt. In the United States Marine Corps. This is a long one, so I'm going to try my best here. Read slowly. You got yeah, this. I got some beer. Should be good. My friend Matthew joined the Marine Corps right out of high school. As an 03, he went to war in Iraq in two separate occasions and Afghanistan once. He fought in places like, oh boy, these are some hard ones. Do your best. <laughs> it's Ra- Afghanistan Ra- towns. Yeah, no, Rowdy, Al Qaim, Harida, and Hit. Nowadays, he makes a living by taking calls and busting balls as a sheriff's deputy in Northeast Oklahoma. <laughs> taking calls and busting balls. <laughs> He's a professional shit talker who enjoys adrenaline rushes, drinking whiskey, and deer hunting. Ooh, sounds like our kind of guy. My guy. I say, we get this guy in the studio. <laughs> man is a man's man, a true ride or die, a wild motherfucker. He would do anything in the world for you if it considered if he considers you a friend. Man has always been there when I needed him, a solid friend. Man has been bowing for a long time and turned me on to it about a year and a half ago. We were ta- we were talking deer hunting one night and he and he, when he told me I was big into muzzleloader season. Matt quickly informed me of just how uncool that was and asked if I ever had an interest in bow hunting. <laughs> I explained I'd never shot a bow before and he knew nothing and knew nothing of archery. He nonchalantly offered to let me borrow one of his bows this season, a bow tech. Nice guy. I told him more than once I didn't want to do damage or break it, but he insisted. He spent a few minutes teaching me how to shoot with his bow and told me to go kill something with it. His only request is that I that I not dry fire it. <laughs> it's a good request. It's, it's pretty a good fair one. request. Yeah. <laughs> I wound up buying the bow from him, and less than a year and a half, I killed my biggest buck to date with it, and only six days into the season. Awesome. Needs to say I'm addicted, and now I have a Matthew, and now I have Matt to thank for it. I love the podcast, fellas. Keep doing what you do. Awesome. Very thanks for cool. submitting that, Cody. Yeah, thanks for submitting that, Cody, and uh, thank you for your service, Matt. Yeah, thank thanks you, for your sir. service, buddy. Sounds like a badass dude. Yeah, sounds like a guy who we uh, would share whis- whiskey with at the studio. For sure. One of the boys. All right, on to the podcast. Thank you, guys. I'm Chase Rolson with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Munt from Bone Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the working class bow hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like working class bow hunter. It's really, really not that good. Work, class, work, class, 
Clint Casper's calling me. Welcome to the podcast. It is episode 480-something, and we are glad to have you. And first off, to start this off, we want to say thank you for your listenership, for your support, for the likes, the comments, the shares, the podcast reviews, all of that. Um, what we do would not be possible without you. And if you're listening you have not left a review wherever you listen, or if you have an iPhone, please leave a review on iTunes, whatever. That helps us out somehow in some way. Um, it's kind of a mystery, but I know it helps. Definitely doesn't hurt. Um, so do that if you will, and uh, we appreciate you. So getting right into this episode, this is a fun episode. This is kind of a special episode. And uh, so Kurt Geyer speaking in the studio. We have the man, the myth, the legend. Judd McCollum. Happy to be here. We have you've been on a lot lately. I have. You're kind of becoming a regular OG here. I don't know about that. Yeah, I think, okay. I think we had a request today to have you become a regular, like a host. Ooh, I'm president. just, I'm just I president. down the fort while the real we OGs did. are busy. We, we did have a picking corn. You could just be like our resident, like fill in. But I think you're going to be the president of the Working Class Bowhunters Facebook group. We might make you an admin. Okay. So you can kind of control things there, and then like, you can kind of be the, the PR guy. So it's not us being dicks to people, it's you. I'll be the dick, yeah. <laughs> we need to start coming to trade shows and being our PR guy, though. Keeping like, us out of trouble. Just like elbowing people out of the way, like, hey, you've been lingering too long, the fuck out of the way. Yeah, yeah, but we don't want to be told to turn down. We want to go, we want to turn it up. Turn it up, but turn it up responsibly. <laughs> Ooh. We want you to tell us to turn it up, but then have our backs when the cops show up. That's what we need. That's exactly what we need. <laughs> Listen, I'm sober. All I drink is Mountain Dew. Listen, I'm pushing a kidney stone through right now, and you're going to listen up. Because I found a mammoth tusk, and you didn't, motherfucker. So, and then we got the Lord. What's up? And the guest of the hour, the man, the Ooh. real myth, the real dude legend. Fuck down, baby! All the soundboards. Devin Leonard. What's up, buddy? What's up? From 230 something mystery inch mule deer to give or take, give or take, come on, give or take 20 inches to (laughs) yes, to first Illinois whitetail, first whitetail in general. Yes, dude. First time whitetail hunt, first time seeing one up close like that. I've seen them driving the roads before. But the roads. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, they have whitetail like where Trey lives down there in Wyoming. Yeah. In the river bottoms right there. So I've seen one there, but like I've seen like three or four, right? From the road, does. But now, Midwestern whitetail's like the epitome. Yeah, dude. It's like the coveted um unit wherever in the West for a mule deer or for an elk. You are in that coveted area, right? For a whitetail, right? Like you're the, you're the in Mecca. the Mecca. Yep, I'm in the Mecca. You're in the heart of the Midwest. Right. It doesn't get much better. Ohio's only like where Clint lives. That's the only place it gets better um, because we don't want people to come here. So we talk about Ohio. (laughs) (laughs) So just know that. So when you go back home, tell people you shot this deer in Ohio. Ohio. Yeah. Wherever Clint lives. Wherever Clint lives. I like Ohio deer. Yeah. Clint, Clint Casper County. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a real county. Casper County. Yeah. (laughs) So what's up, dude? What do you think? I'm pumped, dude. That was unreal, dude. Hey, you're, the dude counts up. If, oh, if, 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 if people, I'm going back to the dude count. Let's see if I can beat out. it. So this is what happened. So we just did your mule deer podcast about the barnacle buck, yeah. um, which I call the dead or alive buck, which is a dope name too. So someone put it in the working class bow hunters group, which Judd will be president of. <laughs> if you take a shot for or, or take a drink of your beer or whatever, if you're listening along, for every time Devin says dude, 
that's a drinking game. And I and I commented back through the Working Class Boners page. I was like, or the podcast page, don't do that. We don't want anyone dying. We don't want a lawsuit. Yeah. So <laughs> if, if, if you play that game for this podcast and you die, it's not our responsibility. Drink your beer at your own risk to the dude count while you listen. Yes. Have fun. Drink irresponsibly. Right. <laughs> the Lord said it. So... Feel free to say dude as much or as little as you want. I think it's hilarious because it's such a Utah, like California-esque. I think when vibe. I get pumped, dude. See, there you go. <laughs> when I get pumped. I'm I say, the same way. I say dude a lot. I do too. Just not as much as you. And I think the last podcast I was trying to like just... Limit it. Limit it. Yeah. But this one, it just might be it's like triple the roll, time man. before. Well, well, here's the thing. You know, it's funny to like poke fun at and people are, they're they're making fun of you and like in a good vibe. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I don't take, yeah, for sure. I don't take offense to it at all. But I think something to take note is you're not changing how you speak because you're on a podcast the same way we don't like we still cuss we still talk how we talk like, yeah we have a job to do like i have to like facilitate a podcast right but i'll say dude or fuck or shit or piss or whatever the fuck as much as i want yeah and fuck you if you have a problem with it i marked it explicit it's your <laughs> keep deal. it real if your That's kids are exactly listening. right keeping it real sorry we marked it explicit it's all we can do it's hunting camp it's all we can do dude dude this has been fun yeah. Dude, every night we've had somebody in the, like, all your, like, we've had different friends over every night. Yeah. Hanging out. We've been watching fights the last two nights. We're watching the live fights We're tonight. We're knuckle boxing tonight. Yep. Yeah. Dude, so that's been fun. We've been drinking beer. Yeah. Whiskey. It's, it's, dude, it's hunting camp. It's November. November it's in camp. Illinois is a good time. This is, I, this is what it's about, dude. This is what living life as a deer hunter is about. Yeah. What we got going on. So I'm glad you got to experience this because I don't know how... And maybe we can talk about this a little bit because I don't know how hunting camps were when you were growing up in Utah, but when I grew up here hunting in Illinois, we I had a camp. I was fortunate enough to have a camp with guys I looked up to mm-hmm. and guys I learned from, and we watch Monster Bucks videos and and shit like that, and Drury's and all that stuff, and the Primos boys in camp, like on lunch break at night. You know, it, we didn't have played them in the morning as we're getting all our warm weather gear to go out in the cold and like just to get us excited. So I. I Wanted to kind of like instill a little bit of that here. And I think we did, right? Like, yeah, it feels like it. We're watching sure. hunt, hunt videos, jury videos, and Dave Chappelle and like, <laughs> all that shit on the... On the <laughs> Judd's making the hour drive every night. Yeah. Come to the studio, hang out. Yeah. So That's it's been cool. fun. So first of all, like, what do you think? You, you come from Utah, Illinois to hunt whitetails for the first time. Like, wh- where do you want to start with it? Dude, it's different. And I think that's what's cool about every, you know, hunting different species, whether it's the bear camp. Bear camp's different than high country muleys. It's different than whitetail. Yeah. But what's cool about, you know, this type of a camp is it's like during the day you're hunting hard and then you come back, you get back to camp pretty early. Not early, but, you know, just after after dark. It's yeah. not super late. Like if you're hunting uh, high country mule deer in September, you don't get back to camp till 830 because it gets dark later. Yeah, and you're shot. So by that time. that time, you're just like, fuck it, I'm just going to bed, dude. Like, yeah. I'm going to eat my mountain house and I'm going to bed. Yep. Mm-hmm. But here you get back. I mean, I think we got back at six o'clock today. Yeah. And it's I, dark about 530 now. Yep. The time change. Yeah. And we're still alive and well. Yeah. We're doing a podcast. Yeah. And so it's like each, each hunt's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think is cool about this. I've now experienced a whitetail camp. Yeah. A true whitetail camp. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that's what I was most excited for. Like, you know, I've been around you for my first bear camp and killed a bear. Yeah. And that was cool. And like, that was uh, the first time we met actually in person. We talked on the phone quite a bit, probably a whole year prior to that Yeah, for about business. And then it came, became a friendship at the bear camp. And then, uh, the following bear camp, 
and then the mule deer hunt. Yeah. And now the white and we, something has really died except for the spring bear hunt. But we've we were talking but every about every hunt that we've gone on, whether I had the tag or you had the tag, we're three for four right now. It's pretty good. That's that's good, dude. That's yep. good. We so, gotta get more tags together. We gotta get more whether tags. You or I, dude. Yeah, so <laughs> we, we gotta keep this going. <laughs> if you get a coos deer tag, I might just come down and hang out. Well, good call. Dude, okay, guys, I'm trying to get Kurt to come down to Mexico with me. I'm scared of Mexico, bro. So, so last year, so last year, my buddy came down with me. His name's Easton. Easton's the man. Yeah, you met Easton Austin when we were in bear camp. Yes, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I did. He's, he's a good tr- shit, true man. It's a workhorse yeah. of a guy right there. Yeah, dude, he's a good dude. So we went out last year to Mexico, hunt coos deer, and on the last day, we have to catch a plane later that night. And we've got like a 110 coos, dude. Just as, like I don't think stud, any right? that's a stud coos deer out in Mexico. I mean, dude, just. But anyway, long story short, so I'm trying to get him to shoot it because I'm looking for like a 120. I'm looking for that giant. I'm trying to hold out for the next couple of years is until I find like that giant. Su- is 120 like a super giant? That's a super giant, dude. That's like shooting a, a you know, a 200 inch. Of, yeah, that's the buck of a lifetime. White tail. It's yeah. like shooting a 200 inch mule. You know what I mean? It's just like yeah, that. Yeah. So I've been holding out for that. But anyway, I tried to get him to shoot it. He wouldn't do it. So now I'm trying to get Kurt to go down. I'm like, dude, if we don't find that giant that I'm looking for and it comes down to the last two days, we're going to see like a a nice coos deer, dude. Whether he's one ten, whether he's a hundred inches, like something that you'd be pumped about. Uh, I'd go. So but he, he's kind of scared of the cartel. So I am well, I mean, who wouldn't be? <laughs> you tell me stories, I'm like, yeah, dude, I don't know if I'm trying to go to Mexico. Like, yeah, dude. You know, I got I got you you are one of my Mexico story guys, and then Larry McCoy uh-huh. from Elite and Respect the Game is my other Mexico story guy. Like, dude, you gotta go down, we just go down there and shoot the shit out of shit. Like, you know, we he killed some good he killed a good whitetail in Mexico this year. I think he's south of the Texas border. Okay. And what are you guys south of, like Arizona? Yep, Arizona. Just so, south of uh, Was it just sketchier Tucson. there than it is south of Texas? Dude, I, I think it definitely depends on where you're at. Yeah. Uh what part of the border you're at. And we're like I mean, dude, I've hunted all over, but I mean some of this I dude, I, I don't know, dude. I I don't think it's scary down there. Yeah. I don't um, think maybe, maybe they, they don't want to they, they do their thing, dude, and to them it's business, right? And I know like as far as like you know, the whole drug thing, but when it, anyway, dude, so they want to do their thing. We do ours. They don't want to bring attention to they what they're the doing. They don't want the an American. So, yeah, dude, they leave us alone. We leave them alone. That's fair. Okay. Yeah, let's go. I'm in. So how nice oh. would it be to ch- chase deer in the rut when it's warm out? Like, yeah, I've right. always thought, man, you, hey. you sit here, you grind it out till January and then it's kind of like that after party where you're just you're missing it. You want to go back and you're like, shit, I can go down to Mexico, dude. Yeah, hey, you know, I like second that. thought, dude. It's yeah. Let's <laughs> go. I'll go. I, is, is that the commitment Mexico. noise? Did you just commit? <laughs> you committed. <laughs> hey Sam, I know Sam's just in the other room. Maybe we gotta get right. her to commit too, real quick. I'll go to Mexico. <laughs> okay, cool. I'll do it. If I can kill Boom. one, one. You guys heard it. I'll kill one ten coups if you can't find your one twenty coups. All right, cool, dude. I just use your tag. Yeah, that's all we find. Yeah, dude. And I'll tip you like eighty bucks. You'll tip me another white tail. <laughs> oh, boom! <laughs> this boy's gonna be a white tail hunter. <laughs> wow! It's got to get bigger though. It's got to get bigger. Yeah. Well, I, dude, it's kind of hard to go from a one sixty buck to a one seventy. <laughs> <laughs> the internet speaks. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, let's talk about whitetail camp. We talked about coos deer camp a little bit, which is okay. Uh, sorry. That's, sketchy. Yeah, that was like white what? powder involved and like overhead bullets. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen that. 
Well, good. I'll come with you. All right. Um, okay. So let's talk whitetails, man. I, I was excited for this hunt because when we talked about it, we talked about it back in bear camp and we were trying mm. to get Trey to come down as well. Yep. But it was cool because I'm used to the, of us being the outsider, right? Like we're the Midwestern guys. We always dream about doing a Western hunt, really, no matter what it is. If it's bear, it's antelope, it's mule deer, it's elk, it's whatever. Right. Like that's whitetails and turkeys are our bread and butter here. That's all we got. Which is cool. And you guys have the variants, right? So you guys have more experience in different species. So it's actually an interesting dynamic because you guys almost are more versed in hunting in general. So we have to like, it's basically us from the Midwest. We have to cut our teeth on more expensive trips mm-hmm. and more frequent trips to get good at it. Right. So, but that's what, but I'm thankful to have met great guys like Trey and you and Clint yep. that have done that and are willing to be like, let's go. I'll go with you. Let's go. So I wanted so bad to get, and we got to get Trey out here next year, and we're working on that. We're already making plans for that. But I wanted so bad for you to come out here and have a good traditional whitetail November experience. Yeah. And uh, I was trying to find property for you to get on. It's tough out here. Yeah. It's really hard. And just talking to some guys and get talking to Judd, and really, like, I didn't even really seek you out. I don't know how much you want to tell here. So I kind of leave this in your court, um, but we we were just talk, talking and it was kind of like I think we could find him a piece. Like we'll we'll see what we can figure out. I'll let you tell you want to tell from there. Okay, but that's kind of how it started. It's like oh, I think we could probably find him a piece to get on. Yeah, I, I that's fair. Um, I just uh, you brought it up to me and I was like, yeah, I think we can get him on the piece that I hunt, no problem. Mm-hmm. There are some other uh, areas around that were kind of up in the air, but I knew for sure if it came right down to it, you could hunt the patch that I do. So yeah. That, yeah. you know we, we got it done we got uh, got all the go-aheads the green lights and made it happen yeah a lot of um there's a political process mm-hmm. to hunt anywhere in illinois it's like well, we gotta talk to this guy talk to this guy if he approves this this you know what i mean like yep. there's everything's a process yeah to get a lease to get permission there's always a catch mm-hmm. so what why is that is it because everybody's like so protective of their property is it because they already have other hunters is it because they 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 don't want all the above so far okay. all the yeah, above, there's, yeah. there's all money above. to okay. be there's money to be made in the leasing and outfitting industry and and everybody realizes that now being in the whitetail mecca so yeah you uh and everybody owns everything yeah you yeah you just have to do everything legal in the right way and sometimes nowadays it's not just a good old boy handshake anymore you kind of have right. to jump through the loopholes and yeah and it, it's you do not what like, it takes and people, people, been, people yeah. might not realize it's like where i killed my mule deer if you could draw a tag for that unit, you go kill it a buck in the same spot I killed my buck. Right. You go camp in the same spot we camp. Like that's public ground, legitimate. Here, it's it, that public is an option, but it's not as common as an option as it is in Wyoming and Utah and right. Colorado and South Dakota and all the western states. Um, it's not as there's more people here. Well, mm-hmm. you just look per capita. There's just so much more private land here than there is. Yeah, more people. Public, and it's kind of. The opposite out west, where they're just yeah. huge tracks of public. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to be, I mean, if you yeah. want to get in the mix with whitetail on the first day, second day, whatever, a private piece is probably your better bet. For right. sure. Yeah. And that, I just wanted you to have that good whitetail experience, the whitetail just camp vibe and have a see some whitetail. Yep. At least have an opportunity or have some action. You know, a kill is never guaranteed. Right. Which we all know that. We're all experienced hunters. We all get how that is. But all you can ask for is to see animals, right? That's what that's like best case scenario. Yep. See animals. Yep. It's a big, big bonus to come out successful on a hunt because it's hunting, not killing. We all know that. 
Um, so I mean, talk about it. Like, let's you get here, you get to the studio. I'll, I'll Dude, let you just take it. So, Judd, how did you, did you know me, or you're like, hey, who's this white toothed zebra that's coming into the <laughs> fucking studio? <laughs> <laughs> fucking Kurt's over here saying, hey, dude, here's Devin. <laughs> You got, you, dude. Help, help me. I, I got my bro, because, dude. Because yeah, I, I remember Kurt saying, "Dude, I, you know, Judd might be able to hook you up. Austin might be able to hook you up. But no matter what happens, we're gonna have somewhere for you to go." So mm-hmm. I'm like, "Okay, dude. I'm just trying to get work figured out. Mm-hmm. I book my flight yeah. the day before my flight leaves because I'm like, okay, dude. I'm finally like, I got everything situated because <laughs> I don't know like exactly what day I can leave. So anyway, back to the question. Like, so how did you? You're like. You don't, you don't, cause back, you didn't know me, dude. I've been aware like, of you for quite a while. I think yeah. since like the cemetery buck episode, I listened yeah. to that a couple two of years, times. Two, that was two years cool. ago. Over yeah. two and a half years ago now. Yeah. Damn dude. That's crazy. crazy to think mm-hmm. that. Yeah. It's been that oh. long. Yep. Wow. It'll be yeah. three years of spring. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. But then I remember, you know, the story of you, um, meeting Clint on the mountain and all that stuff. And it just, your name was in my head rattling around. So when he said it, I was like, yeah, sure. Okay. We can do that. You're, cool. you're a personality on the podcast, man. Yeah. Damn. You are now. That's cool. Heck yeah. <laughs> you're the dude. <laughs> the dude. You are the dude, I, dude. I kept telling Kurt, I'm like, dude, I'm going to be on two podcasts in like the next like two weeks. I'm like, people are going to get sick of me, bro. <laughs> this like, this is might, funny. You might not want to put me on. You're going to kill half our listeners with the dude count drinking game. No, this is funny because <laughs> he's the dude, but you guys are drinking the poor man's white Russian in the background, right? <laughs> so like the big Lebowski dude, like he's the dude. He's the dude, <laughs> the dude dude. We're drinking literally me and Devin the last two nights. and just told you guys that. We've been drinking milk and vodka. Yeah, that's, no. the, that's the poor man's white Russian. It's delicious. <laughs> Smooth. It's like ice cream with vodka, and it's oh, lovely. Man. Cools the stomach. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you have you don't realize it, but you've kind of become a... You've made an impression. Yeah, that's one, cool. you're one yeah. of the personalities of working class bow hunter. Mm-hmm. It's been fun, dude. Yeah. It really has. It, dude, it's, we've, loved, we've loved having you. Yeah, it's all crazy how this all happened, dude, because first it was business, and mm-hmm. then I meet Clint. Mm-hmm. Up on the mountain randomly, and yeah. dude, I've listened to him that's on a podcast nuts. before, dude. That was weird. And then, uh, and then from there, dude, we talked about. I talked to Clint about getting people on the bear hunt. Mm-hmm. He's like, dude, Kurt, like, I'll talk to Kurt. Let's see if we can work something out. And then now here we are, dude. In the it studio, became, every year we're doing a working class bow hunter bear camp through Double Diamond Outfitters. Yeah, and it'll keep going. Like it, this year's already booked. So if you're wanting to get on that hunt. The next year will be open, and the following year. So we're not basically what happened is a lot of guys that booked last year rebooked. Yeah. Like they mm-hmm. booked before they left. Yep. That's how fun that camp is. Yeah, dude, that was blast. So oh, it's just, insane country. Just know that's a that's a reoccurring, that's an annual thing we're gonna be doing until Trey gets tired of us. <laughs> um, but it's been great, right? Like we we book them out of all that. So anyway, um, so it's cool the way it piled in. But um, so give people kind of some experience. Like you've never seen a whitetail besides you've never seen a real Midwestern whitetail. You've never really been in the Midwest, dude. No, never been in the Midwest. That's funny because we we drove by a cut cornfield, and Devin was like, well, "What's this right here?" I was like, "Oh, that's cut corn." And see this? That's cut beans. Oh, shitter brownie well, pie. I, when know, I, was I know what crop. cut corn Should've. looks like, dude. But I don't know what the other stuff is. <laughs> yeah, because last last podcast, dude, I sounded like. I was dumb. I'm like, okay, so how do they do the corn? Like, yeah, they, they pick it here, first. You're not they, from, You know what I mean? At yeah, least he didn't come out the gate like Joe Rogan, thinking they're just rolling death machines. <laughs> come on, <laughs> suck up all the animals and spit them out into hand. Yeah, I, I was only the lucky ones get away. <laughs> I, I love Joe Rogan, but hearing him talk about combines, I was like, man, dude, you're from you're from Vegas for sure. Guys in <laughs> LA, you're from LA for sure, man. Yeah. And, and I think it's funny, but if you don't know, you don't know. Like, I, I, yeah. I get that. 
Yeah, for for us, it's second nature, right? We grew up around it, but yeah, I, I have a lot of clients that roll into town, and I I let them ride in the combine with me, pass, and it, they're just like videoing it and sending it to their kids, and it just blows their mind. Yeah, like hell, we, people don't know. realize they're like a damn spaceship when you get inside of them in, yeah. anymore. Yeah. You know, do even people that live in the Midwest that are there is people that are disconnected from the ag industry that don't fully understand like what it is and, and i get it i mean it's whatever but yeah. i don't think you sounded dumb i think you're just not from here all yeah. right fair enough which makes I you think, feel a little bit better then which i think that's a cool <laughs> angle but that's what i find that's so we interesting feel when we come out chasing big meal deer right? not, yeah really I, I it get it, yeah it is yeah i mean when you get somebody that's experienced and knows how to kill an animal and has like a general sense of like wind direction and how to hunt and stuff mm -hmm. that helps a lot right yeah because if right. i didn't know any of that it would have been a way more of a shit show than it was in wyoming right but Talk about like the terrain, how you see things when we're driving in, when we're coming. Like, what's kind of what are you thinking about? Well, dude, what was cool is like when you picked me up from the airport, you're starting to like explain things to me. Okay, this is that town. I, I mean, I don't remember the, the name of the towns, but you're like, okay, this is this town, and this is what this is. This is what that is. Okay, my buddy, you know, he killed a big buck there. You know, there's there's two giants that live over there, and you know what I mean. So that was kind of cool. Like you're explaining to me as we're like coming here to the studio to hang out. So. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's cool. Yeah. Different terrain, right? Like you're not totally used. different, dude. And dude, I, I will I will say this, dude. I had no idea that these giant whitetail would live so close to people. To people. Mm hmm And like so close to like um you know, like the the ranch, the farmhouse or whatever. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that was kind of like a different mindset for me. Yeah. But I'm like and then when I set that blind tonight, dude, to go try and kill a doe, I'm like, dude, I'm like you know, not too far from the ranch house. Yeah. And then the guy's like, dude, a giant eight point just walked out my window. I'm like, whoa, dude, <laughs> yeah. that is cool. Well, that's what makes uh, whitetail. They're savvy because yep. they have to live. They live with us. Yep. And, and dude, I like to me, that's fascinating, dude. Like, yeah, I can see that. You know, I when you're like, it. okay, I'm moving stands. I'm like, dude, the whitetail game. And you've always said the whitetail game. And I've never really understood it until I, I got here. And they, they live so close and they go from, you know, th this tree I don't know if it's a patch, but I'm going to call it a patch. Like this tree patch, that one, and they're moving through the tree bend and down through the the uh, the river bottoms. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. that is just fascinating. I'm still learning, so I can't explain to the perfect point. Yeah. But to me, that's cool, dude. See, and that's and that's why I'm addicted now. See, that's why I like that perspective. <laughs> Sorry, babe, I'm addicted. <laughs> and that, that's why it's so fun. I liked. Uh, I got trail cams going off with deer on them. Ooh, hold on. Pause. Me but too. That, I got to look too. But that you uh -oh. do too. Trail cam break. But that, that, <laughs> the Hold on, I'm gonna do the ads real quick. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Ooh, daddy, that's a good one. We're gonna talk about him tomorrow. Forkies and Sixers. Um, I got a good one. So, uh, but th that's what I wanted. I wanted to get that explanation on you because the difference in terrain. That I love. I think that's the most fun for me to see you here. You know, and that's yeah. why I'm like, man, I hope you just have a good experience. So. Uh, we did the podcast about your mule deer buck, and you kind of talk about expectations a little bit for whitetails. So I bring into the studio, I bring in a safety harness, I bring rattling antlers, I bring a grunt tube, I bring a, a backpack hook, I bring a bow hook, all that stuff. You okay? What's up? Can you hear Crack, that, please? Yeah, I got it. Uh, your phone is probably Headsets are going wild. Okay, Tay. Airplane all right, buddy. Airplane. Oh, you got him on Soft. the phone? Yeah. That's why. So, dude, my buddy called me. Oh, that's yeah. why, because he's on the phone. It's, yeah, one of my best buds, dude, Tay. Yeah. And we've been playing, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, dude, we've been playing phone tag this whole time. That's who I first got from business conversations with him. And yeah, he, he's the one that contacted you, dude. Yep. So, dude, we have uh, been playing phone tag this whole time because he works like from nine to five, can't answer the phone. Yeah. 
And then we get here at the studio, dude, and I start drinking. I don't have my yeah. phone, whatever. So what but. you were just hearing was called GSM noise. So, so it's trying to use our wires as uh, as an antenna. Oh. So you hear it. Yeah. So as soon as the answer, dude, I just like just answered it and I just fucking. So you could hear the podcast. See, if it would have been on that end of the table, it might have been okay because it was so close to the mixer board. It was trying to, it was pulling. Basically, signal through the wires as like an antenna. That's, what I trying to do. That's the way I was explained to it anyway. Nice. But no big deal. Hey, um, Doug, I'm in your spot, dude. You're in Eric's spot. <laughs> Eric's no, spot. Eric, Eric, I'm in your spot. <laughs> yeah, those guys are hunting. Dude. So um, let's talk about the first morning. I bring all this stuff for you. I bring the all harness. Right. I bring okay. all the goodies. Okay, hold on. Okay, we're going to get to that. The first thing I want to talk about is when I said Judd. What's the odds of me seeing at least a 120 buck? Because I don't care how big he is, but if he's 120, he going down. <laughs> and Judd's all like, and you guys keep showing me these trail camera pictures, right? And you're like showing me like, I can, if I remember right, there's two like studs, dude. Yeah. And they're like at least 160, right? Probably, yeah. Okay, they're 160 <laughs> at least. Yeah. And in my eyes, they might as well have been 200, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so he's all like, 100%, you're going to see <laughs> You're gonna see a 120 bug. That's like, com- that's confidence in your farm right there. Right? Yeah. Just okay, so not the, just so, not the type of guy for bullshit yeah, either. So, so I'm I'm guaranteed to see a 120. And Judd's like, yes. I'm like, oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> if he'd have put a time frame on it, I'd have been like, first two hours, yeah, probably. You would have said probably. Yeah, I'd have, I might have dropped it to 99 percent because it's hunting, not killing. Right. <laughs> hey, well, apparently, like apparently, top- apparently, this farm's killing. Just saying. Does Judd seem like the type of guy to bullshit somebody? No, not at, well. I wasn't quite sure because I mean that was the first day I'd met him. Yeah, right. Right. And I was like, okay, dude, you're 100. percent I didn't know if you're pulling we'll my see, chain put or up not. or shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you got that. So you had this like high expectation, right? So you stay well, at, at that stu- point. Yeah. I still didn't believe him. So my expectations weren't that high. <laughs> it's like me being in. I mean, dude, I was in the stand for like a half hour. I hadn't seen shit. So I was like, "Fuck this!" This guy's an idiot. Thirty Get minutes down. sucks. First thirty minute really sucks. I can't. I can't just sit still that long. Yeah. But I, I mean, I basically did a twelve hour day like Clinton does. But it was only two. Right. It felt that way. But it felt twelve hours. Just ten hours shorter. So talk, talk about the gear. All that gear that I left you. I'm like, man, I'm gonna hook him up. Oh, yeah. That way he's got everything he needs for the whitetail woods. Because you, know, so you don't Kurt, have that stuff, you know. So Kurt's like basically my outfitter. Judd's the guide. Yeah. Kurt's That's a like, good way hook, to put it. Yeah. You know, Kurt's like hooking me up right and left. He buys me all this food, which I haven't eaten that much of because I'm an asshole. Get to it, boy. I know. I've got to eat a lot of food tonight. So I'll help. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Kurt leaves me a harness. He leaves me a rattle set. He leaves me a... You're good. I just want to direct the mic a little more to you. Okay. And then he leaves me a grunt call. He teaches me. He teaches me how to use it the day before. He leaves me. Um, no, I, I didn't forget the hooks actually. So anyway, uh, all that stuff I left. I'm in a hurry. I woke up a little bit late. Yeah. Well, I woke up at 4 a.m. Time change and all the shit. So mm-hmm. I woke up at 4 a.m. But I had a 45 minute drive, and I'm just. And actually, I, I wasn't that late, but I was a little bit late. But I was panicked that I wasn't going to get there. Mm-hmm. Like, like I thought I was going to get there after light. Yeah. So I just. I guess that's my excuse, but I forgot the harness. <laughs> I forgot the harness, the rattle horns, and the grunt. T- then the grunt, <laughs> the tube, whatever. That I forgot the bugle. <laughs> <laughs> the white tail bugle. I thought there was an elk bugle, but yeah, I guess it's just all the all, basically all the Midwest essentials during the rut. Yeah, I forgot it. Pretty much forgot all that. Hey guys, sorry to interrupt the podcast, but you know we're taking a pee break, taking a drink break. That's hard to say. 
Um, but hey, we got to do some business here. Uh, Thermosy, and people may may not know, but Thermosy has been a partner of ours for a while. Um, we have a code at thermosy.com, WCTS. And Thermosy offers a ton of products um, from hunting, fishing, sporting events to your pet, you know, pet beds and all that. Uh, the traditional series is probably the most widely used product through Thermoseat. I just took a Thermoseat traditional series. You can pick two different sizes. I had the um, the three-quarter inch thick traditional series Thermoseat, which had the working class Bowhunter logo on it, yep. which we sell in our store. That's what I used to. And what I did was I cut it. I don't know if I was supposed to do that. Uh-oh. But I put it on the seat. and Cut uh, it to fit. I cut it to fit and I had some zip ties because I was sitting on just the metal. I just kind of like bared through it. Yeah. I didn't realize. I'm like, man, why am I doing this? Like I, we have thermoseat. So I grabbed one, put it on there, fit it, took a, I have a badass HMC knife, sharp as fuck, cut my hand lots of times on it <laughs> and just trimmed it out and zip tied it up. And dude, it makes, it really does help your warmth. Oh, for sure. Like this, it, this morning I went out and sat in a stand that didn't have a seat on it. It's, uh-huh. it's 22 degrees. You get on that stand, so about 30, 40 minutes after you're sitting there, you're like, man, that, that pad would be nice right now. Yeah. It's one of the, it's almost like, I feel like it's easy to take thermoseat for granted because when you have it, you don't realize how good it is. And then when you don't have it, you're like, fuck, I really need that right now. Yep. And you can go thicker too. That's what I like about it. It's like they, they have a lot of options. And even if, like, if you're not in a hang on um, and you want something different, um, they have the D wedge for hunting, for ground hunting. They have the that D wedge is badass for turkey hunting. Big fan. They have the infusion, a lot thicker. You know, if you're sitting on a ladder stand, you want a nice thicker pad. I mean, it actually does keep you warm. It's all all the things that add in, especially this time of year when the weather's getting into the low twenties like that. Like the stuff makes makes sitting in the cold a lot more comfortable. Um, going into that in the cold, uh, huntworthgear.com is a partner of ours, new new partnership this year for us, and it is performing uh, just flawlessly for us. Um, started testing it out um, on my Wyoming mule deer hunt, but now we're getting into like the cold weather stuff, and I've been wearing the, the bibs mm-hmm. and some of the base layers and the jackets and the gloves. And by the way, the uh, I want the name of it because I would just call it a muff, and that's not correct. The little hand warmer muff. Yep. Yeah. Um, oh, it's on here somewhere. But it has a port where you can put a battery pack on it, and it's heated. Yep. My dumbass call it a phone charger <laughs> last time. And I was like, oh, shit. But yeah, you can put a phone charger on it, but it heats like this pad inside there. Yep. So what I did the other day, I sat for a really long time. I was trying to hunt bucks midday. I threw a few hand warmers in it. And then once the hand warmers started losing steam, because I sat for over seven, eight hours, I plugged in my hand warmer when those things started getting weak. It's amazing how that keeps you comfortable. I bet. But I got all my late season gear in, uh, and tarn and camo. I did too. Did weren't you were you wearing distortion in your early season camo? Yep. Early seasons distortion and then tarning for the late season. Yeah. Yep. I did that for selfish reasons just to tell the two apart. That's what I did. Yeah. So I'm I'm loving it, man. I am too. I I run it in Alaska and really liked it. And I've been running it all whitetail season. Mm-hmm. Those base layers are for real. Like those things are warm. And it's what it's the best thing about it is it's available at a ton of farm stores. I think Farm King carries it here. Uh Farm and Fleet carries it. Um, so it's, it's easy to get your hands on and it's affordable. Yep. So it kind of goes, I, I feel good about promoting it cause it's good people at the brand. They care about 
getting better. Like we even have a call with them. They're like, Hey, we want your honest reviews. Like, how, how do you feel about this stuff? And I don't know what I'm going to tell them bad. Really. I really can't think of much bad to say about I it. I had to like almost nitpick a little bit like this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And nitpick to the point where it's like, I'm kind of being a Karen. <laughs> like I'm being a, I'm being a B about right. it. And, you know, I don't know. Huntworth. We like it. I think you will too. You should try it. And sleep trick broadheads. Uh, I'm an idiot, and I call this broadhead. It's the assailant. The assailant. 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 What's correct? Assailant. An assailant is like somebody that goes and kills somebody. What's an assailant? I don't know. Do I just not know how to speak? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, an assailant. Uh, I, it's a hybrid. It's a fixed and expandable uh, two and five eighths inch total cutting surface. This thing is insane nasty i killed my buck with it killed my doe with it uh not the same head i killed my mule deer with it um i my buck i hit quartering two entry is perfect exit was in the guts and the thing shortest longing shortest running deer i've ever had on a shot it's a nice combo of the fixed and the mechanical head massive two and five eighths cut i mean that thing's nasty yeah 100 steel um and if that's not your that's not the head you want you don't like that um, they have one piece broadheads. They have the Viper trick fixed blades. Uh, they got the Magnum broadheads. I mean, there's options for you. If you want something else to try out, just go slicktrick.net and code WCB works on there as well. So hope you get, get ahead. You like, and feel confident in, I think that's a big, big factor. Um, and having that, yeah, this thing's going to die when I shoot at it feeling that's the last thing to touch the animal. Um, so I think trusting your broadheads, especially as controversial as broadheads can be, that's important. They've got something for everybody there. The podcast is also brought to you by Camel Fire, CamelFire.com. Great um, site. Doug, Doug is in on this ad on this mid-roll, which is great. Yeah. Because you weren't on any of the other ones for this episode. But the I'm one glad thing to be here. The one thing you said about Camel Fire, and it's not I'm not sure it's something Camel Fire wants to be tied to, but you said clear your browser history, which was a hit. And <laughs> well, I mean And you said clear your browser history because you don't want your significant other to yeah. find you're on Camel Fire because like right now, I'm looking at Camofire, Camofire.com. There is crispy boots for 23% off on here. There's, it's like um, we women love Target. You're going to love Camofire. Well, I mean, you, you know, is Camofire a men's Target? Oh, I I think it is. That's but nice. you can clear your browser history and no one ever knows you're there. But they have, dude, they have all sorts of stuff. There's a lot of uh, hunting gear on here. 20% off, 35% off. Um. I mean, it's it's kind of a cool thing, and the deals expire and then it refreshes. So, all sorts of goodies on here. I mean, really anything you can imagine. Forty percent off some of this gear. Um, it's pretty wild. Here's like trail cam um, cases, thirty five percent off. Uh, trail cam uh, SD card readers, forty five percent off. I say trail cam cases, SD card cases. You better be careful. Uh, for you, you buy some right now. I might accidentally. This yeah. is fifty percent off. <laughs> You click um, on that one. <laughs> anyway, buy, the cart. buy some stuff. Clear your browser history. Camofire.com. Um, tell them we sent you. Good people. Don't tell your wife we told you to yeah, go. Don't, yeah. 
All right. We ain't getting in trouble for that. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Number one thing, I forgot the harness. And so that I was that's what I was most concerned about. So I get there and I'm like, shit, Kurt, I forgot the harness. And I'm already like, I there. think I'm only at this there. point. I think I'm like 15 minutes, maybe 10. Yeah. 10 minutes away, and I remember that I forgot it. I'm like, oh no. I should have told you just beat on my door until I woke up and gave you whatever you forgot. Well, I remember that we had a conversation. Kurt's all like, oh, you'll be up, right? And you're like, oh, dude, I won't be up that early. So I was like, I better not call him. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. So forgot your harness. I was, I was, that was the most concerned about that. Just because you spend less time so, in a tree so stand. So I text you back and I said, dude, don't worry about it. I've been in a bear stand without a harness before. I'm not worried. You're like, dude, just be careful. I'm like, okay. Yeah. So I get up there and luckily Judd has this uh, lifeline. Yep. The lifeline. Yep. So what I do is I take his lifeline, I move the pressic. The pressic up. Yep. To the top, and I tie it around my my chest under my armpits, and I just sit there all day. <laughs> God, <laughs> well, I sat there for two hours. There. I'm <laughs> so glad I put that helper little ladder section up there for you. You'd have never gotten in oh, that stand. And dude, I still was like, oh, I'm like, how in the hell does he get in this thing, dude? Stand sometimes. I'm a, I'm a I'm a tree stand snob, so if, if one's not set up perfectly, I'm like, so you put that shit? up there for me? Yeah. Dude, I took that in there uh, the Saturday before you got here thinking you were going to need a little hand because I'm from like the old school where when I started hanging stands, there weren't linemen's belts. Yeah. Like it was all hanging on with your elbows while Pulling. you handle the straps. You got something in your teeth. Yep. You're hanging on to something with the side of your head, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's just, you know, seconds from death at all times. So. Awesome. Yeah. I almost died, dude. I, I don't probably should have gone to your ranch. <laughs> I don't know how I made it through those days, dude. I don't either. I have I, no idea. I watched my dad do some wild shit. Mm hmm. Like, my dad should have died from a tree stand death. Like, that sounds fucked up to say, but I watched my dad do some shit that I'm like... He used to clean windows in high-rise buildings in, in Dallas. Yeah, so that shit didn't bother him. So he didn't give a fuck. 20 feet? Yeah. I'll survive. <laughs> I'll do a somersault before I hit the ground. <laughs> yeah, I'll survive. He's drinking a Corona. I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> I hope. So, yeah, so... You got in. Uh, at least you did tie off. Like you, it would have hurt like shit if you would have fell, but you'd have been all right. At least I would have like. I didn't know if it was gonna choke me out. You know, if I got stuck and I couldn't get back up, and I'm just hanging. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just hanging there. I'm like, and dude, I didn't know if it was gonna be like a noose. You know, but I, I double checked it. Like you gotta like, it wouldn't have been a noose the way that that thing works, right? It bites, yeah. Yeah, it bites. I would have pinched you a little bit. I pinched a little bit, but you'd hey, but you wouldn't have fell to your death. You'd have just been suffocating until you kicked your way back onto the sticks. Yeah, so I felt I felt safe up there, dude. Good. And then and then Kurt's like, hey, dude, just make sure you can move around. Hey, Austin, are you leaving? Gonna go take a whiz. Oh, all right. Austin's gonna take a whiz. Austin's gonna pee. Okay. <laughs> Boom. So anyway, I got the. What would you call that? I got the lineman safety loop. lifeline. Life I got line. the noose around my chest. Yep. Okay. Okay. We're with you. And it's not around your neck. You're good. Kurt's all like, "Okay, dude, just make sure you can move. You know, I I, I make sure I can move. Make sure I can stand up. You know, just in case yep. you know shooter comes in, I'm ready to ready to go. Ready to rock. Yep. So. God, what happens first? I got to remember now. I get a text from you not long after shooting lights, and I just saw my first deer, I think. That's right. I didn't want to wake Judd up. And I'm curious. I've had my on. wife yell at me before for waking her up too early. I was like, I can't piss Judd off because. Yeah, you don't know what Judd's going to do. God, Found a mammoth tusk. <laughs> loves Mountain Dew. He might snap. Yeah, he might, <laughs> he might snap. So, milkweed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck milkweed. So. I t I'm kind of like, all right, hey, are you up? Are you in? Are you good? Yeah. Because like, 
I just, dude, you're not from here, so I was worried, you know? Yeah, I'm like, making sure I'm... And even the night before, I'm like, are you, sure, are you going to find your way in? Like, are you cool? Well, like, I could have got lost. I just had an Onyx pin. Yeah, which was not accurate probably at all. It was just like, it, it's right in this vicinity. Yeah, but luckily... It, like, in the dark, you went in and had no idea. Impressive. But, dude, I had, like, I went straight to it. So yeah. whatever directions you gave me, spot on. I was worried just because I'm like, I know what it's like to not be familiar with an area not ever seeing it in the daylight like literally just showing up and walking into the dark he didn't see and, the and it seems normal to you and like yeah. if i hung a set and do that it seems normal to me like oh yeah you just you see the thorn bush and you turn right around the thorn like you don't know what the fuck you yeah. know like you see a hedge apple you're like i've never seen a hedge apple well like, i think in one of our like we talked about it three or four different times because i'm mm -hmm. all paranoid you know yeah and i think on one of the last times you were showing me that video on how the trail splits yes yeah. And I'm glad we did that because I, you know, I wouldn't, I think I would have kept going on the main, is it the main trail go left or is the main trail go right? It, it's a T right there. It yeah. sort of is a T. You yeah. run into a little clump of like elm yeah. trees or something right ahead of you with a trail cam like, on so it. So I was just concerned because I can imagine like my first bear hunt, if you're like, oh yeah, I just go through this canyon and go here and here and go up this and you'll find it. And I, I never would have found it. Right. Yeah. You know, so I found it. Yeah. So I'm found impressed. It. So you get up there, you see your first deer. See my first deer. Was it the little buck? Didn't I just tell you? Yep. I, yep. I saw the little buck and the little buck's like straight in front of me. We had an east wind and he's facing toward the west mm -hmm. and it was kind of ripping a little bit. So I was like, okay, you're going to be okay because your scent's not going to fall until it gets out over the pasture. And dude, that's exactly what happened, dude. And I was, because I seen that the first buck was my wind was kind of going towards him, but mm -hmm. I noticed that my wind was kind of going up. But anyway, so I see this little buck do my first white tail. I got I got I got a white tail tag in my pocket. I'm I'm sitting in a tree stand, dude. This thing's like this thing's like. No I love how excited you are. <laughs> this, no shit, dude. This thing's probably, I don't know, maybe 50 yards, maybe mm. 60 at mm -hmm. most. And the first time I see movement, dude, I didn't believe my eyes because I, I thought it was a leaf. Mm -hmm. And the leaves are falling. I seriously thought this, dude. The leaves are falling straight down. And when I saw that movement, it was moving from left to right mm -hmm. so i'm like okay my eyes aren't playing tricks on me because the leaves aren't doing that and i i thought this i thought well maybe that leaf was coming down and then drifted to the right yeah right yeah, and then i, I then i saw him again dude i fucking pull up my binos <laughs> i pull them up, i'm like holy shit that's like a two by three, <laughs> two by three. <laughs> hey if he comes by me i'm gonna shoot him <laughs> he gonna get it he gonna get he so, gonna eat on it the two by three. He had great eye guards. He had. I don't think he did though. <laughs> it was all eye guards. He had. But eye I'm guards. telling you right now, if that would have, if I would have, if that would have been my first buck to see on the third day, I would have shot him because I was hell bent on shooting a buck. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I didn't care. <laughs> Just like son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you see your first. So I see my first buck, dude, and he just is going from left to right, fifty <clears throat> yards, sixty yards out there. So I, I keep sitting there, dude. I'm like, fuck. By the way, people that are playing the dude game are dead. So oh, yeah. if you're still Do with I us, keep saying down. dude? We lost them. Yeah, say, yeah, but I don't notice it. I'm only noticing it because people are calling you out on it. Okay. But I, I think I think it's fine. It just flows coming out of your mouth. If I say dude, it's kind it's of a harsh stopper. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you're from fucking Kentucky. Dude. Oh. Dude. But oh. yeah, no, I think it, I think it's great. But uh, for those that are still with us, thank you. Um, <laughs> are we're losing, we're losing subscribers. No, no. You guys are dropping at work. I don't, I don't think, I don't hey, think they're shutting the podcast hey, if you guys off. don't like this episode, listen poisoning. to the next one because Austin's way better than me. <laughs> I think we got listeners dying from alcohol poisoning. Yeah. What they, we We've got already it. lost three of them. We're going to stay subscribed in death. So <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, we're glass bow hunter to death. 
What up? What's up? Okay. All right, dude. So you get in there. Uh, you see your first Chris one. said, dude. He, <laughs> he, he moves on, dude. Contagious. And, and then, uh, and dude, you're sitting there. And then what happens, dude? Tell me about it, dude. All right. <laughs> Only Judd just saw that. I didn't. I. He definitely just smacked his head on that salt lamp. <laughs> you did. You did. He's full of shit. So I sit there. I see. I see this two by three, right? And this is probably forty-five. <laughs> five two by three. <laughs> okay. And uh, it's been forty-five minutes. That's probably when he pulled up. And then here comes this single, this single doe. And I told him, I was like, you're not going to see a doe probably. It's probably not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Tons of bucks, no does. That's yeah. one thing you were wrong about. I was wrong. You should do better next time. I'd have killed it. I'd have killed it on sight. I've been <laughs> the like, doe. so hungry to shoot a doe lately. Mm, yeah. I just haven't seen any. Right now, the does are getting tired of being pushed around. Yeah. So that's about, probably why you assume that. About run to death. Yeah. Already. Already. Yeah. Doesn't take long. So. So she was to my right. And kids out there um, yelling in the green room. Hey, kids. So she's to my right and she's coming up and, I'm, and she's kind of far off too. She's like 40 yards. Mm -hmm. So even if there is a buck, I can't get a shot. Yep. And I'm thinking, okay, there's going to be a buck behind her. I have my binos up, no buck. So at that point, <clears throat> what's up, Instagram? Taking pictures of <laughs> Sorry, Kurt's taking Instagram. It, it embarrasses me. So now I, I lost my train of thought. Guy's like a model. He just looks right at it. Like when he does that shit to me, I just look at the mic. But yeah. Devin's like, what's up? <laughs> Devin shouts out the camera. I'm trying to take some pictures for your Instagram, Brahim. Oh, you're the man, dude. Hey, I'm the best. I know. So the lone doe, she goes. I thought there was going to be a buck for sure, but nothing. So I'm in there what seemed like forever for like, an hour and a half and all of a sudden here comes here comes a buck dude and he's coming down now he's coming from right to left so he's actually going the opposite way that the other buck just took mm -hmm. but he he's yeah anyway he's taking the same trail so at that point dude i put up my binos i'm like i don't know how big he is, and i got the side profile you know and I don't know how big he is, but I'm like that's a damn shooter dude big enough <laughs> oh and dude i text kurt and i'm all like I just saw a shooter, dude. I just saw it. And he's like, grunt. Dude, wait for you guys. Wait for you guys to hear this story, dude. <laughs> Austin, have you heard this yet? You're going to laugh your ass off. So, <laughs> so, dude. I love this shit, dude. So, I'm like, that's a damn shooter, dude. I've only, I what feels like 12 hours in the stand. I've only been in Dad, for an hour and a half. Use the grunt call that I went out of my way to grab for you and hung on the hook so you <clears throat> grab it on your way out the door. Use that grunt <laughs> call. So, I think. Fuck, I can't tell Kurt I forgot my grunt call. Because <laughs> I already <laughs> forgot the harness. And I don't want to look like an idiot, you know? Okay. Listen, I grabbed everything that you need to grab for a high country mule deer hunt, okay? <laughs> I forgot all the white tail shit. You guys, don't, you guys don't grunt at mule deer? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Come at me, bitch. Come at me. <laughs> so, dude, I don't even tell Kurt, dude, but I'm like, you know what? I got a backup plan. I've got this app on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for Will Primos and his app. Yeah. I got on in the book, and I looked this up, and this is legal, so don't be talking shit about it. I was wondering, when, as soon as he said that, I'm like, okay, electronic device, all right. So We're legal. We're good. We're legal. I didn't even mean to hit it. It just went off. It was yeah. an accident. Okay. It's your ringtone. <laughs> so anyway, it's, the book's the gone for like a minute. I'm trying to find my app, and you know what I mean? I'm trying to find it, and I find the, the grunt, and I'm like... Grunt and I trimmed the volume. 
<laughs> Sorry, that's not a grunt. Somebody please make a grunt call for me. Yeah. That's what it sounded like. So I'm like, oh, it ain't going to work. There's no way it's going to work, right? I put my phone back in my pocket, and I just remember you guys telling me, hey, if you rattle or grunt, fucking get ready. Yeah. So, dude, my bow's right here on the hanger that you left in the tree for me, Judd. Mm-hmm. And I grabbed Not the my, one I gave you, the one Judd left the for one, you. Yeah, I, well, he did tell... I, I didn't forget that because he told me he left okay. me one. Okay. But, yeah, I probably did forget it. So, anyway, <laughs> I hurry and grab my bow, dude, and I'm sitting there, no shit, for like maybe 60 seconds. I'm like, holy shit, it, it's, it worked. <laughs> he's coming. And dude, he's coming. Making it look easy. And Judd, he, <laughs> Judd, he's coming right down that path that you that you mowed. Yep. And dude, he's coming right down that. And you know how it kind of like, when he comes towards your left, he's kind of broadside? Mm-hmm. Dude, I pull back, and I'm thinking I'm going to get my shot right then and there. Dude, I pull back my bow, and then he and then he makes the turn. Now he's coming right at me, dude. I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> so, dude, now I'm in the tree stand, right? I'm sitting down. I slowly stand up at this, and he's he's right below me, like 12 yards. Oh shit! And dude, I stand up really slow. And he looks you, at me. Did you let your bow down to stand up, or you just still had it? A I just I just stand up like this, dude. I stand <laughs> up, <laughs> and then there's branches in the way. I'm like, no, Judd. that little vine. I'm like, Judd, why don't you knock those off? <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> So now I'm cussing Judd, right? I'm like, dude, you fucked my offer. Yeah. You, you set me up on all this and you forgot that one fucking branch. <laughs> so, dude, so now now he's right under me. And I'm thinking, I've already gone through hell on my last buck, episode 480. Yeah, yeah. The mule deer. The mule deer. I ain't losing another one, dude. I'm like, I can't take this shot. So he goes right under my tree stand, dude. That's like... That's directly right below you, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Maybe like a yard away from your tree stand. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yard. Yeah. And he's a he's a ten pointer, dude. He's a five by five with eye guards. He's like a hundred thirty. <laughs> he's a four by four with eye guards. <laughs> he's looking real good at one yard away. Yeah, dude. I was pumped. And then he and then he he cuts to my right, dude. And I'm almost about to get another shot, like at ten yards. I can't get that shot. Now I'm pissed. He goes in this little thicket. I'm like, damn it. And dude, I'm telling you, if he would have been like an eight pointer. I wouldn't have been his pump, but the fact that he was a 10 pointer, and it's what I've always wanted in the coos deer. Yeah. So now yeah. that I got it, my white tail, dude, I'm so pumped. That relation to me is cool. Yeah. yeah like, you badass. know what I mean? It's a neat, it's a neat uh, connection. Yeah. Yep. So when it's, soon, it's, a, it's an uncommon connection in Illinois. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you don't hear that. I, I've hunted coos deer and now I'm hunting white tail. That, that's, it's very yeah, you never other hear, way around. Never here. hear that. Yeah. 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 You never hear it. So that, I love that part. Yep. Yeah. So now he's gone, dude, and, I'm now, and now I'm going through all those um, trail camera photos mm-hmm. that we went through the day before that, and I downloaded some of them on my phone. I'm like, I think that's and the And you texted me right underneath me. I couldn't get a shot, and I'm like, oh, fuck. You yeah. know what I mean? Because I just want you to get one so bad. Yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> so that moment, dude, my heart was just like, I didn't even have one at that point. <laughs> so I was just sick over it because I knew, like, to me, that buck was like shooting a 200-inch mule, you know what I mean? My first, you know, good-looking whitetail. Yeah, I'm real super good pumped about. Buck, yeah. And, dude, I just was all like, man, if I would have... And like, this went through my head. I'm like, damn, if I would have just been ready maybe like an extra 60 seconds, I could have got my shot, you know? Yeah. And that's what sucks. So, anyway, dude, he, he's gone. He's gone. And I'm sitting there. And I don't... Did I text you after that? I probably... Yeah. No, yeah. You texted me and you're like, 
God, dude, I had a buck come in, a good buck, and I couldn't get a shot. He yep. ran right underneath my right stand. Right underneath my stand. Yeah. And I'm in the stand, and I'm like, oh, you know, I'm like, I'm kind of like, damn it. Like, I wish. But Because Kurt was, wants me to kill a buck so bad, dude. You know what I mean? I well, want to kill remember, a buck dude. so bad, and Judd wants me, and Austin does. So it's yeah. like, dude, like. We, you gotta remember, I've I can't mess on, this up. I've had I've had success on Western hunts with you, so yeah. I want you to have success on a Midwestern hunt exactly. with us. Yeah. So I'm just I'm hoping so bad you get an opportunity. So you text me, and I'm like, all right, okay, there's action going on. Like already, the trip is being worth it for you. Yeah. You know oh, what I mean? dude, and I I didn't even expect that much that much action because like I'm just thinking like, dude, if I just see a whitetail today. I'm going to be pumped. It's a good day, yeah. Like, that's all I really wanted to do, you know what I mean? That's why I kept telling you guys, like, dude, I honestly, like, just want to kill, like, anything 120, dude. I'm, mm-hmm. like, Jud- I'm pumped. Judd's got you on the 100% farm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but since I was on the 100% farm, I'm seeing stuff all morning. Should I green let him to shoot anything he wanted to? <laughs> yeah, right. I, I did right. that, and I'm, like, driving home, and I'm like, shit, what did I just do? This guy's got four mule deer over 210. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> He's going to get one of my big boys. <laughs> Yeah, you're not dealing with no simp over here. You're dealing with a boy who knows his way around some big deer. That's, yeah. that's right. So he gets underneath you, he goes past you, and you're kind of doing He's the gone, shit. He's gone, dude. Yeah, He's check, gone. You're texting me. You're checking trail cam photos. What now? So now I got to sit there for another 30 minutes doing nothing. Misery. Misery, dude. Usually I got a spotting <laughs> scope. I can, like, glass. I can't imagine know? how bored you must have been for that 30 Looking minutes. Looking at Dude, I want, I want to tell you guys something, though. So... <laughs> I watched this. Um, hey, I'm gonna go pee real quick. Can you just like not continue the story and tell them what you're gonna tell them and wait till you continue on? Like what? I gotta pee. Okay, go pee. We'll just so burn tell up a random two or three minutes. <laughs> yeah. right. Let All me right. set up this stand for you. So, <clears throat> in this spot from the access, I hop on my little crappy Kubota mower with a bush hog on the back, and in like middle of June, I drive up through this uh, timber just with branches hit me in the face just to prep the the scrape line for this time of year and so i go up past this stand where Devin's sitting make a loop to catch all the deer coming downhill from bedding make it easy on them and it, it's worked so far um and the the stand set up so that early on in the season when the deer are doing this when they're coming down to go to standing corn it's kind of like your right side is in cover until they come out past you so once the deer straight ahead of you and it's walk quartering away from you that's when you get your shot you're yep. thinking about this setup quite a bit it sounds legit yeah well did you also put that downfall there and yes. you're telling me that you did that for a reason yeah i took a bunch of hackberry trees and i piled them up right in front of that stand because i've had so many different times where i've been rattling at a buck and he can see through these woods because it, it was logged probably 30 years ago but it's all really old hedge trees and it's pretty clear when you're at ground level and I don't know how many times I've rattled and seen a buck, and you know he can just sweep the whole area. See, there's no fight, and he just goes somewhere else. You thickened it up a little bit. I thickened it up a little bit because I want him to come down that path looking for a fight and have to walk maybe walk around that thicket to see yep. what's going on. That's a good plan. And then there's not really any pinches or funnels or any terrain features that would drive deer through places. So I knocked down some hackberries because they're yep. pretty low value trees to create some pinch points for him to have to go through. And it's worked out pretty well. Sounds like it did. Dude, hey, it you, put a sweet a, you put a lot of thought into that. <clears throat> yeah. And dude, I'm up there and I'm thinking, I don't even know what I'm back. You know what the setup is because I don't fully understand everything. Like he explained it to me a little bit, but once I killed my buck, I'm like, okay, dude, tell me a little bit more about this. And that's kind of what you know he explained. I'm like, okay, but the whitetail game, that's cool. That's cool when you week, put that much effort into like building a spot and it it works out the way you want it to. That's yeah. cool to see your all your efforts come to fruition and actually produce something. That's very cool. Yep. 100% farm. 
So I don't know. I don't know where you guys were at. I was. Uh, I just set up the stand. Cool. I was fighting off kids out there. Um. So okay. So this buck goes through. Right. That's where we're at. Goes yep. through. Yep. So he's gone. Okay. Now I'm thinking. Okay. Because my plan was an all day sit. Right. I'm like, okay. I still got like I don't know. At this point, maybe eight hours. Would you have a pop tart and a pack of crackers <clears throat> with you? Yep. <laughs> I did, and I had one of those oatmeal cookies. Brave. But I'm used to that on the front, not eating that much, you know? Yeah. But what I didn't have was water. That's what I was really worried about. I'm like, oh, no. But anyway, <laughs> so the buck's gone. I'm, like, sick to my stomach about it because I knew, like, with him being a 10-pointer dude, I was totally pumped about it. So I'm sitting there for a little bit longer, dude, and I can hear something behind me. And I'm thinking, and earlier I seen some of those big scrolls that you guys have out here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you seen a couple, dude, huh? Dude, um... Todd has one mounted in his cabin. Okay. I got to tell you something. Judd was telling me how big they are. I was like, squirrels, man. They're massive. I'm like, hold, dude, those are big. They sound like a deer. Judd's like, like, they're big. I'm like, yeah, it was big, but it wasn't as big as what you're saying. Then when I seen it mounted, I was like, okay, Judd was right. It's like a small raccoon. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, the squirrels out west are little tiny, like, bitch squirrels. That's what I was saying. He's got those little red pineys or whatever probably running around. Yeah. Drive you fucking crazy. Or not here. You get the ones that bark. Oh. You had a squirrel bark at you? You never did. No, no, you did. Oh, he was lucky. They'll bark at you and you just want to shoot one. They like, uh, <laughs> I can't really explain the, how they do it. It's like when they bark at you, you know, a squirrel. Yeah. And they just sit there and do it for 20 minutes and you're just like, you mother. Fucker. Yeah, I told him if if one if it happened, it was gonna walk right up the tree next to him because there's a, a walnut tree like five feet away, and it was gonna hang its head right out into space, look right into his eyes, and just bark at him yeah. for like two hours. They're assholes, and it assholes. didn't happen. They'll bark at deer too. Yeah, which is funny. Really? Yeah, they'll bark at deer. Like if I hear a squirrel barking, it's not it, me. Yeah, I can't alert you to a deer coming. Yeah, when you hear a squirrel barking. So if they bark, you'll automatically. I always listen. I mean, mm-hmm. most of the time it's not, but I've had it happen to where yeah. they are barking at a deer. A deer will scurry him up a tree or whatever, and then they'll bark at the deer. Especially yeah. during the rut when they're kind of stopping, and then they'll take off real quick and startle things. Blue jays will do that. You know, you have woodpeckers, squirrels, all kinds of yeah. things. Yeah, give things away for you in the timber. So yeah, mm-hmm. if I if I hear it away from me and I know it's not barking at me. Me, I'm like, there's something, something is making that squirrel bark. Something I'm gonna want to shoot. Unrelated, yeah, kind of related, since we're talking about it. If you ever see a bobcat and listen to the squirrels around it, dude, they come unglued. Oh, I saw a bobcat. With the bobcat, the other they, day. Do? they do not like bobcats, dude. When a bobcat comes rolling through the timber, every squirrel in the freaking woods is talking to that thing. I'll listen to that video I took of that bobcat and see if there's any. Do you see, did I show that video? That bobcat? Yeah, that you've seen like a couple days ago. It's a big tom, too. Yeah. I, I think I, I it's a big enough cat, I would assume it's yeah. a tom. It's big. Yeah. 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 Kind of unrelated to the story, but kind of related at the same time. Yeah. It is. I think it is. That's important. So... Fox squirrels. Squirrels. I need to get me one. I can hook you up on a squirrel hunt. You can come and sit on my deck and limit out in about two hours. (laughs) What time's your flight tomorrow? We'll get you a squirrel. (laughs) Dude, yeah. Freeze one hole, take it home. I can change my flight again. Eat its little backstraps. We'll get you on a squirrel hunt. Dude, (laughs) do you guys eat squirrels out here? Oh, dude, they're good. They're really good. I've never eaten one. Really? I've never eaten a squirrel. Holy cow. So I feel like it depends on who you talk to. Cause you got like the meat eater crew, and they're like they'll eat anything. Yeah. yeah. So you never they eat know. Coyotes. So yeah. you got to kind of take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> yeah. So you can't. Yeah. You don't even know if you. Can I grew trust up that. on some pan fried squirrel. That's good shit, man. Ooh. I I would eat. What do you cook it with? 
I do the mashed potatoes, gravy, pan fry it with some breading on it. Oh. It's kind of like, yeah, kinda fry like a pan fried chicken. It's some panko on that bitch. It's good, man. We ate heart raw oh. two nights ago. Dude. We'll, but we'll get to that. All right. Back to okay. your buck. We're All talking right, about back, your buck. Okay, sorry. <laughs> back to the buck. So he's gone. Forever. Forever. I'm losing my mind. I'm thinking, damn it, I'm going to have to sit in this stand for another four days. Well, at this point, three and a half days. <laughs> but no, God answered my prayers, dude. I can hear something behind me, and I'm thinking, it's that damn squirrel again, which is how we got on squirrels, right? <laughs> and uh, I can hear something, and I kind of just slowly look over my left shoulder, and here comes a doe and a fawn. I'm like, okay, get ready, because here comes a buck. I had no idea. Devin but... shoots a fawn. Because <laughs> <laughs> Shoot I do have a doe tag. I would have shot the doe, but she had a fawn with her, so I didn't want to do that. Yeah. So they, they kind of like, they're directly to my left. They get kitty cornered to my left, and they're kind of like disappearing as I'm grabbing my bow, just in case there's a buck behind behind them. So I put my bow in my lap, and all of a sudden I can hear that same noise again that was sounding like a squirrel. And I look over my left shoulder again, I'm like, that's the 10-pointer. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. It's my chance, dude. Yeah. I was so pumped. And dude, I... like. The deer I shot a couple weeks ago in Utah, I didn't shake when I was shooting, but when I was like getting ready to bring up my bow, dude, I was starting to shake. So I, I kind of took like a little breath and just the said, okay. shakes. I, and dude, there's, he was like 12 yards away, directly to my left. Yeah. So dude, and, and it made it even worse. It's almost like I had history with the buck, dude. Yeah. I know what you're saying. You know yeah. how you guys have For history over you know, Yeah. You're well, right. I had history <laughs> over 15 minutes, dude. I, I was had, like, I had 30 minutes of history with this motherfucker. But dude, now I'm seeing him twice. So now I'm pumped, dude. I'm like, okay, I can't let him get away, dude. And so if you guys listened to the last episode, I really, I really messed that up. So I didn't want to mess this one up. Yeah. So dude, I, I did, I did the exact, you know, I, um, I just went through my repetition. I got on him and I held a little bit longer than I usually would because, dude, I was so worried about losing another deer, you yeah. know? And I didn't want to go through that again. So, dude, when he went there, he's at he's probably 10, 12 yards. I do my thing. I let it fly. And he just kind of like takes up, but it's kind of slow, like mm -hmm. slow motion. And. I'm like that was kind of slow. Did you feel I, you hit him when you when you let it go? Oh, I knew it. I knew it by the sound, but yeah. not by you know my vision. Yeah. But dude, he, he went like twelve, like ten yards up, and I could see my arrow stuck in him, and it was like money. It was like just perfect. Yeah. My other arrow, anyway, we won't talk about that. But my other arrow. Anyway, okay. So okay. The arrow looked the, the arrow looked perfect. So you, like you, what you hit offside shoulder or what do you think? Yeah, it was quartering, well, quartering like, away and stuck in the offside shoulder. He might have been slightly quartering away, which is beautiful. That's yep. a beautiful shot. That's yeah. the perfect. That's shot. the best what shot. What you want. Yeah. So he goes. He's out ten yards. I see my arrow in. I'm okay. Perfect shot. And he just kind of walks really slow, and I don't know if he's about to take off or if he's just going to lay down and die. So I load another arrow. I'm starting to get ready, and he's just kind of sitting there. Get a little I'm woozy. Like, okay, I don't want to shoot again. I don't want to hit guts. I don't want to hit the me. I just I, I I'm so positive about the arrow. I know he's going down. But now I'm on the phone with Kurt, dude. I'm all like, <laughs> so you text me. You text me when that buck came through. I'm like, holy shit, he's like getting in the action. And then it was like right underneath me, could do it. And then it was like you text me, buck down, and then call me. And I missed a call that I call you back. And this is when we're on the phone. Yep. 
Okay, so this is the first call. I text you buck down first. Oh, that's right. Was this a quiet phone call or was there like a progression? No, this, this was, was quiet. This was a the quiet phone call. The first and only quiet phone call. It was quiet for a little bit. <laughs> it was for quiet. a minute. <laughs> so I'm on the phone with Kurt and the deer's like just kind of standing there kind of like, you know, and he's about to go down and I'm, and I'm kind of worried, but I was so excited. I had to call Kurt and I know he's going down, but I'm like, dude, I, I got him. I got him. And I was like, oh shit, I don't think he's going to die right now. I got to call you. And he's like, shoot again. <laughs> so, <laughs> I did too. So put another one in. I, I'm like, okay, okay. I hang up the phone. And I'm about to shoot him and I, I decide not to. And he, he beds down. Nice. And he just kind of like lays there and you can kind of see the arrow moving a little bit. <clears throat> and then here comes the, here comes the two by three. <laughs> I'm like, and at first when I see him, I'm like, oh shit, here comes one of the giants and I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> so anyway, the two by three comes back, checks out my buck. He's like, okay, I got your girl now, boy. <laughs> so anyway, he, he, he lays down, expires. And, and that was a really cool moment because like I said, my, my last deer hunt a couple weeks ago did not turn out the way I wanted it to be. Yeah. yeah. And to watch, to put a well-placed shot and watch him die in front of me 40 yards mm -hmm. you know it felt good to be able to like feel very ethical very efficient yep yeah, yeah. Very and, proud. and it's nice when expire. there's no guesswork like when when you see him die then there's no guesswork in the track job or anything yeah. like that yeah and i i needed that like that was yeah. like i felt like it was almost like meant to be yeah mm -hmm. because that last one was just so tough you know yeah and and i did not want that to happen again dude i was just like i'm not screwing this up mm-hmm so that 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 felt really good, dude. Yeah. And, and then from there, I think all your neighbors probably heard so, me. Judge. I'm on the phone. <laughs> they so, couldn't hear you over the grain dryer, so, I promise. Okay, yeah, good. or that. So <laughs> I missed a phone call from you because it was like, oh, shit, I got to shoot him again. I didn't hear nothing for like 15, 20 minutes. And I text you. I'm like, what's going on? Because I'm, I'm in the stand like, kind of like holding my phone like, come on, come on, give me something, give me something. And then I get a text of you holding the buck. So I call you and you're like, buck down! <laughs> buck down, boy! <laughs> so I'm like, holy fuck, he's yelling in Judd's woods. <laughs> and I could tell I could tell Kurt was like, dude, shut, shut up, bro. Shut, shut, shut up. Shut, shut your mouth. But, you don't and I, and I kind of knew I should have too, but I couldn't, I couldn't hold it back. That's fine. That's cool. <laughs> so Judd, thank you. No problem. You're very welcome. Dude, dude, I'm so I want to hunt the hundred percent farm. Everybody wants thank to you, hunt dude. the hundred percent. Thank you, dude. I appreciate it. Hey, I I thank you, man. I'm so yeah. happy it all went it's, down like that. I, I love that it happened this way because like it's mutual, right? Like yeah. I've I've had success with you out west. It was great to be able to like put you up here and thank God for Judd. Judd's the man. Put you on that hundred percent farm. He just is like, yeah, you're gonna kill one. <laughs> so if you what, don't, you suck. What's Not the my chances problem? of yeah. me seeing a one twenty? 100%. If John gets anybody hitting him up for a lease. Now you gotta go through your, your boys. That's me and Devin. Yeah, yeah. it's already spoken for. It's already yeah. spoken for. So, Judd. Better luck next time. We your boys. Judd. Yep. Hey. Don't be cheating on us, buddy. Because okay? <laughs> I, I know the that's listeners my spot. out there. Nobody's gonna, getting that. All right. All right. It's his 100% 120 inch spot. <laughs> yeah. 100% 120 inch spot. But no, Devin, this buck is beautiful. Yeah. It is. I'm so happy for you, man. I was 
so relieved you did it on the first morning and had like you had you had a true midwestern whitetail experience on the first morning yeah dude. two hours i mean that's that's insane yeah yeah and honestly for a first whitetail with your bow beautiful but he's probably 130 yep amazing that's beautiful insane. 10 pointer it's honestly a lot of people that grew up and live here and hunt hard don't have that opportunity. they'll hunt a whole yeah. season and not have that opportunity or yeah. see a buck that big like really it's uh, you you um, hit you did what you did for your first whitetail ever on a true Illinois Midwestern over-the-counter buck tag hunt is uh, it's the dream, dude. That's cool. And what I really enjoyed about that is, yes, it was a quick hunt, but I had that experience before where I got to see the small buck, I got mm-hmm. to see the does coming by, mm-hmm. I got to see him walk under my tree stand and disappear, and then I was just heartbroken over it, you know? Yeah. He came back, I got my opportunity, and then I had time to cut him up myself, you know? Yeah, yeah. And obviously, with your help, Kurt, and I was able to cut him up. We ate his heart the other night. Yep. Well, no, we ate the heart the night that... Yeah, the night... The oh, day that we killed that him. Yeah. 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 We ate the raw heart. Yeah, so we ate raw heart. Yeah. <sighs> was that fun? That's Which, cave, It was actually like pretty good. It was a lot better than I thought. Dude, it's like yeah. sushi. Yeah. yeah. I like, honestly thought... If you, you had tri- rice, wasabi, and soy sauce, sushi. Oh. Yeah. Dear sashimi. It, yeah. I mean, really, like, <laughs> we should good. we should prepare... Like, if we do that, we should just, like, go get some... Sticky rice yeah. and some soy sauce. Yeah. It'd be, uh, it'd be money. It was, it was better than... I thought the raw was better. I than thought it would taste metallic, but it did not. It didn't. It seemed like the air fryer made it taste a little metallic. Well, you put a little garlic salt. We put some panko on it and put it in the air fryer. We just winged it. I've never used yeah, an air just, fryer for that shit. I thought it was great. Air was. fried deer heart. I've never tried that one. Really it good. worked. Yeah. Egg, panko, garlic salt. Boom. Money. Nice. With a little bit of ranch. A little bit of Western Zesty Ranch. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> That's Midwest right there. Yeah, dude. That hey, was, the was, was there a phone call to Clint? Do we get to hear about that? Oh, I, you did call, I did call Clint. Yeah. Ooh. I wonder if I could get up. Uh, I did the same thing, dude. <laughs> down. <laughs> they probably heard Clint coming out of the phone oh, more dude. than they heard you. Dude, what was cool, though, is when I called Clint, he's like, dude, we're tracking one, too. For is it Christian with Bowhunting Magazine? Yeah, Christian was out there. Yeah, yeah, so Christian was out there. We both killed a buck that morning. So it was super cool, dude. I'm all like, you know, I'm all pumped. Clint's all pumped for Christian. Christian's pumped. So like we kind of shared that moment. Yep. So that was that was super cool. But you know how Clint gets loud, I get loud, and it's just loud. They're probably <laughs> that's why loud. that's why Clint hasn't killed the deer in the last couple of days is because he's yelling. And I was Dude, yelling. Ta- Clint calls me and he's in the tree stand. He's like, "Yeah, what's, what are you doing? Like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you calling me? He's trying to make a buck walk by like he did for Doug. I, I yeah right right. And I, I will notice Clint is like Clint's so passionate about hunting that he's loud. Because even when we were on the mule deer hunt, you Devin would check him a little bit. Devin would be like, "Hey, do you get, you're talking too loud. Like you're getting a little excited. Like you can't. You're getting ex- it, it, exactly. Like and he can't help it. He's just like a kid. Yeah. Like he just loves it so much that yep. he starts talking. That's badass though. And when you're, I mean, you're in your 30s and you're that passionate about something still. Like, dude, I'm telling you, that's relatable for me. That's why like, I'm thankful I get fired for. Up about I'm, it. I'm yeah. so thankful for the crew we have because of that. How many guys can you go to that are in their their early to to late 30s into their 40s? That are that passionate about some shit that they get almost kid like. Oh, dude, I yep. get emotional yep. every time. Dude, I one of our boys killed a deer tonight. I'm not gonna give it away yet, but like, we're all stoked for him. Yeah. Like, we are genuinely like, yes, dude, that's fucking awesome. Like, we we are excited for each other. We're passionate. We're gonna like, wait 12 more months to do that again. Yeah, and, yeah. and but we what's great about the podcast is we live this year round now. Like we go to trade shows, we share stories with guys at the booth. Like yep. we have to talk to people. We podcast about it weekly. Like it just it never gets old. And and I think it's funny. Guys are like, what, what do you talk about every week for a year? 
I'm like, yeah, sometimes we do two a week. Yeah, it's easy. Don't you run out of shit to talk about? <laughs> Not if you're passionate about it. Yeah. You know? And this shit, like, this just makes it better because you can't talk about this shit next week because it doesn't happen like this next yeah. week. Yeah. No, you know? it's so, so cool to see somebody that's never been immersed in the Midwest experience come back and have success in the first two hours. Like, I'm jacked for you, man. Dude, I'm it's so jacked, cool. dude. I'm, I, honestly, I'm t- the whole experience is crazy. Yeah. Because I did kill early. But like doing this, cutting up the meat, eating the heart, hanging out with you guys all, you know what I mean? All yeah. night long. Yeah. Tonight we're going to watch the fights. Yeah. They're going on right Tonight now. Tonight I got to cut up the last quarter and, you know, yep. freeze it, put it in the cooler, put it on the plane tomorrow. Yeah. I'm going to be home, say hi to the family, love them. And then I'm thinking, damn, I'm going to miss that place. Yeah. You know hey, what I mean? You're welcome like, back anytime, brother. Yep. Thank you. And we got, we got some things in the works. Yeah. Devin cool. and I are working on some things. We're not going to tell you what it is because we won't want you... Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> we got it going on. There's going to be some things going on. Hey, just hit me up in the DMs. I'll tell you. Hey, we might, we got to talk about something real quick. Is Do you think you wrapped up this story well? I think so. Are you missing anything? Perfect. Let's okay. talk about Hunter's Box Club real quick. Hunter's Box Club. So this is something special we got going on, guys. Um, Hunter's Box Club. We're trying to, we're trying to ramp this up and make it something... Um, basically outside the box, as far as like subscription box are considered, like I'm involved with this. Devin obviously is very involved. Um, I've become more involved with the hunters box club as things have gone on and our relationship has grown. Um, so we're trying to do more things that to make it more worth it. It's a cheap box. It's 20 bucks a month for this box. 24 99, 24 shipping is included. Yep. Yep. So, but there, we probably have, what do we have? 50. As of right now, we have 50. Last time we checked, we've got 49 boxes left. So for free boxes, so you play, you pay four four ninety nine for shipping. Yep. You get the box for free. The, there's a t-shirt and one to three bonus items in the shirts. 20 bucks a month So let, 20, plus shipping. So Go. let me tell you guys a little bit about the box. If you love wearing t-shirts, you're going to love the box. Every month, you're going to get a, a new t-shirt that has something to do with hunting. With hunting. Yeah. So, and then also you're going to get one to three surprise items in that box. So for this month, it was... By the way, the t-shirt's already a $20 value because any, any website, it's already 20 bucks for a t-shirt. Anywhere and you got to pay go. shipping yeah. on top of that. And, yeah. Yep. So yeah. it's a t-shirt plus bonus item. So if you're like, I, I just, I need shirts, that's cool. You're already getting your value. Yeah. So for this month, there is 49 boxes left that you're going to get for free. Cover the shipping. We'll send you the box, t-shirt, one to three surprise items. Kurt, talk about the t-shirt. I'm really excited about this shirt. So this shirt, we do a Geyerbuck shirt and a Geyerbuck hat on Working Class Bowhunter, but this is an exclusive Geyerbuck t-shirt. And if you're unfamiliar with what the Geyerbuck is, it's a, the biggest buck my dad shot, and it kind of became a legend. Even when my dad was alive, it became kind of like a legend with our crew. It's a mainframe 191-inch eight-pointer. That uh, So we're doing an exclusive shirt for Hunter's Box Club. So it's it's a full body buck with the rack, so it shows like the frame size of it. It's done by we won't say the artist's name, but a very well known artist. Um, it's very high quality. It's a nice printed shirt. Um, so it's an exclusive. The Geyerbuck T-shirt, working class bow hunter podcast, like collab with Hunter's Box Club, um, and then we're throwing some bonus items in with that. So forty nine spots left to get that for just the cost of shipping. Um, but then, you know, even if you miss this, it's it's 20 bucks a month. You get a shirt, one to three kick-ass items every month. Um, I'm excited to be a part of it, and I'm excited to, like, promote it. I think it's cool because 
it's a lot of the items are things you need, almost you, things you need, but that you didn't know you needed. Yeah. Yep. You know yep. what I mean? It's like, oh man, I can use this. It's going to be great. Items that we can all use. You know what I mean? Yep. So it, the other thing we got to tell them though, that in order to get the free box, you have to go to the podcast notes Yep. and, and click that link. Because if you go to huntersboxclub.com, you're going to have to pay full price. But if you go to the link inside yep. the podcast notes, then that's how you can get the, the yep. free offer. For sure. Yep. And so that'll be, just go to the description, wherever you listen. If you listen on Spotify, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, whatever, or if you're confused, just go to the website, click on our player there, and you can get it to it through, through, through there. So, um, yeah, 49 as of right now of recording. Doesn't mean that there's going to be more fill up, but just get on that. Um, it's cheap every month, though. If you, if you miss that, um, you get the exclusive shirt. They're all nice fitting shirts that do fit true to size um, for anybody wondering. We had some questions in the Working Class Bow Hunters group today about how the shirts fit. They, they fit true to size. Um, and we've had some killer boxes the last couple months lined up. Like Loophole jumped on some. Respect the Game hopped on some. We have some some really cool ones. Old Barn Taxamers jumping in on some. Arrow Wild TV is jumping in on some future boxes. I have a lot of stuff lined up. Um, that being said, for the box, if you are a business owner that has a product or something like that and you're wanting to see how you can get into the box, reach out to myself, uh, Working Class Bowhunter at Gmail. Reach out to Devin. Um, we are all about helping new businesses get their company kickstarted through this box. If it's something that can be of value to hunters, to bow hunters, to gun hunters, any it's hunters box club. It's not bow hunters box club. Yeah. But if you have an item you think that would fit well in the box, reach out to us. We'll see what we can figure out. We might be able to help you out. It's uh, we, we, we can re- help you reach a lot of people and a lot of people might benefit from your product in the box. So be a good win-win I think. And uh, I'm excited about it, man. It's, it's it's different from other box clubs because it's not as expensive, but it's functional. We yep. try to get functional items in the box. You guys will like it. The t-shirt's cool this month. Kurt, Judd, Austin, Eric, WCB crew. Doug. Doug. Thank you, guys. You guys hooked Ross. me up. Ross. You boys rock. Thank you. Thank you, man. All right. You know what to do. Go shoot your bow. We love you guys. just full-blown redneck on these fish. This is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here. From the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters, enjoy the best fishing Panama City Beach has to offer during Chase in the Sun, Sundays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.